You're listening to The Red Tales, the Moddy Body Red podcast, which candidly celebrates the messy and iconic parts of our teenage years and our bodies. From juggling changing friendship groups, dealing with first heartbreaks, and waking up to changing body parts, our teenage years are filled with the most defining and often cringeworthy moments of our lives. Luckily, we're not alone. Moddy Body Red is the sustainable, easy to use period underwear for tweens and teens. It gives us the best protection against period leaks and stains, so we can ditch the pads and get on with living our best lives. I'm Sasha Meany, your host, and every fortnight I'll be joined by a young Aussie who isn't afraid to open up about the all-too-relatable moments from their teenage years and how they lived to tell the tale. Spoiler alert, make sure you listen to the very end of each podcast as we'll share with you our special Moddy Body discount code. Consent was not talked about in my school. During sex ed, we learnt about protection, anatomy, and how to put a condom on a banana. In fact, I only learnt about consent for the first time when I was in year 12. A detective came to our school to teach us self-defence. He told us that anybody who touches our body without explicit permission is violating our right to bodily integrity, which is the personal freedom that we have to make rules over our own bodies. Now that I'm older, I find myself practicing consent more vocally in all areas of my life. It's often as straightforward as asking the question, do you want X? Can I have Y? Would you like X, Y? The act of asking for consent can result in a deeper trust between the person asking and the person answering. Sure, the conversation can be a little awkward at first and there is the possibility of rejection, but on the flip side, there's also that opportunity to gain respect. Like anything in life, it takes a little practice. Today's guest, Angie Wan, is here to help us navigate these sometimes awkward conversations. Angie is the co-founder of Consent Labs, an organisation providing workshops and resources on this sometimes tricky topic, where she educates not only students, but the schools and parents too. Welcome to the podcast, Angie. How are you today? I am good. It feels weird being like back in the real world and being surrounded by people. I know. It's very strange. I'm kind of hyper. So Yeah, I've hand sanitized so many times today. (laughs) Exactly. And you're here today, I mean, to talk about something that's very near and dear to you and you've dedicated your working life to it. So do you want to give us a quick uh, introduction into what that is? Yeah. So I am the co-founder and now CEO of Consent Labs. Lovely. Um, So Consent Labs is really all about empowering the community and most importantly, young people um, with consent education. So making sure that people feel really, you know, comfortable and confident when they come to sexual experiences, um, because I think that's not the norm right now. And, you know, that's what people deserve. Yeah, absolutely. And, and when you were growing up, what was your education on consent like? There was none. None. <laughs> Is that a trick question? No, yeah. Well, there well tell none. me, what, 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 what did they tell you about then? Um, I mean, we had the typical sex education, so it was very biological, you know, as in mm. functionally this is how you have sex. Yeah. Um, but there was absolutely no discussion around consent at all. You know what's strange and it's just hitting me? That surely a conversation about asking for permission is less graphic and easier for a teacher to do yeah. than ask, like showing people penises yeah. and vaginas and yeah. this is how you do things. Yeah, I don't know. It just seemed to be completely missed. Like no one thought about it until after the fact. I don't yeah, know. It's really yeah. strange. And so what, when did you first become aware of consent? 
It wasn't until university, so second year of uni, I was having a chat to my good friend Joyce, who's now my co-founder, and we were kind of just reflecting on our own experiences as two young women and, you know, the absolute normalisation of sexual harassment. So Mm. things like catcalling, you know, someone buying you a drink and you feel like you owe someone something. That was just like a part of our everyday lives, to be honest. And we were kind of reflecting on that and wondering why is society the way it is? Mm. Um, And it really all comes back to the consent education or the lack of consent education that we received in high school. So that was really the first time that I started thinking about consent. It hadn't hit me Mm. before then, even though, you know, I'd had a handful of sexual experiences. I'd never thought about the fact that it should apply to me. Yeah. And I think it feels like, at least for me as, um, at least for me anyways, consent it feels like it could be a very stilted conversation. It's like, oh, this is like a hard thing to just get out of my mouth. Are you okay with this? Did you want to do this? Like that kind of yeah. thing. It sounds it sounds fake and yeah. it sounds like in the moment. Like really awkward. Yeah, like such a such a damp thing to pour, yeah. like to be like, oh, you know, hold on, hold on, whatever. Yeah. But it it makes things so much better is what I'd say all around in any friendship relationship, yeah, whatever, totally. just knowing what somebody wants yeah, and knowing what you want and yep. being like, here's what I like, here's what you like, yep. you know, yeah, not just in sex, even as friends, like, you know, I don't like it when you cancel on me last minute. Yeah. And that's the thing. <laughs> like that I think, kind of thing. I think people like when they think of consent, they immediately think of sex, but the yeah. thing is that it applies to everything before sex as well as just everyday experiences and yeah. we use consent every single day but we've just labeled it as manners like yeah. you're just being polite you know yeah. what I mean um so when I ask my friends yeah can I borrow your jeans or do you mind if I upload this photo I'm actually asking for their consent you just were never taught of it that yes. way yeah yeah you were just within your friendships it was like you just ask before you do things mm, that's mm, what you're taught to do yeah. yeah but when it comes to Maybe it's that, like, when it comes to physical stuff. Yeah. It feels... Like, we've never talked about it before, introduced it into, like, physical stuff, so it feels weird. Yeah. Even though it's, like, a really natural it's a really, progression. could yeah. be a really normal thing yeah. to do. Yeah, exactly. And it doesn't need to be, like, a sit-down serious, like... No. It just, you know, you can still say it with a smile on your face. <laughs> and, like, the thing about consent is you want to enjoy what you're doing and you want the other person to enjoy what they're doing, right? Mm. And the only way you get that is if you ask what the other person wants and what they're into and what they don't like and you also have the chance to say oh I'm really into this or I'm not into this and then that's the only way you're going to know you know Mm. what's going to feel good to both of you. And how do you think like the media and education is with sex um, with sex ed and but consent more widely this idea of I think uh, this is just my opinion and you might agree or disagree but I think as a culture the idea of being more communicative is growing, particularly mm. in younger generations, of just constant, like, transparency and, you know, just being honest with the people around you, yep. which is so healthy. Yep. Do you think that um, that sex education is keeping up with that? Um, yes and no. Okay. I, think, I think the thing is it really depends on which school you're talking to and which mm. teacher you're talking to. Like, the way that it stands right now is, the onus is very much on the individual teacher to say, hey, I think consent and communication is really important, so I'm going to reflect that in the sex ed that I provide my students. Whereas, you know, you get other schools where maybe they themselves don't feel confident talking about consent or sex ed and so they completely avoid the topic or they botch it and, you know, those students don't get a good sex ed as a result. So I think 
you know, if it's not, if comprehensive consent isn't mandated in the curriculum, then it it's really hard to make sure that it's consistently delivered to every single student across Australia. So what have it's you and Joyce, yeah, what have you and Joyce been working on? Like how did you start introducing this stuff to schools? It's been a very slow burn, if I'm going to sure. be honest, um, because schools are really hesitant to have these conversations around consent. It took a long time. So we've actually been working on consent labs for six years now. Wow. Um, and I mean, part of the reason for why it took so long is because we were both doing other things full time. So Joyce um, studied medicine and I did a business degree and then went into full time work for three years before I jumped on board in consent labs. Um, but schools were very hesitant to have more progressive or open topics about consent. Yeah, absolutely. And when you speaking to those schools, were you, um, were you literally introducing, like, here's a topic that you can bring up? Or was it more of a, um, do you tailor it depending on the type of school or the type of education that yeah. they're providing? Yeah, so we have a program that we offer, yeah. but we're very open and we actually really love working with schools to make sure that it's really relevant and appropriate for their students. So... Mm there's definitely a really big element of tailoring that we can do to make sure that it, you know, they're comfortable with how we approach the topic of consent. But I think just generally, um, you know, before the sort of conversations that we have around consent this year, schools were just like, this is too taboo. I don't really want to touch it. Like parents might get upset if the media gets a hold of it. It could just be, you know, blown out of proportion. So yeah, yeah, they just weren't on board. Yeah. And what, like, what is a basic introduction question do you think that you would give to like a teacher to be like, this is how to introduce it into the conversation? Yeah. So we actually, we were really big on breaking down the taboo. So whenever we start any of our sessions, we like to play a few different icebreaker games. So a few of them is, you know, the penis game where you have to like yell penis yell really penis. loudly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we sort of do that with different words so like penis, vagina, stuff like that. Okay. And it's just to sort of Break the ice, yeah. literally break and the ice. And get them used to the sound of that word. <laughs> get them used to the sound of that word. And it's so interesting to hear like how enthusiastic or how comfortable they are saying certain words as opposed to others. Like mm. penis seems to be fine, but vagina's not. Yeah. Um, which is really interesting. And we play another game with a theoretical $5. Uh-huh. So say I have $5 and you don't have $5. Yeah. You have to try and convince me to lend you the money. Right. And so what we draw out of that is what sort of tactics did you use to get that $5? Say, did you persuade me? Did you try and sweet talk me, yep. guilt trip me? Um, because any of those things mean that I'm not consenting. Actually consenting. Yeah. yeah. So when you kind of, you introduce it in the concept of $5, which is like, you know, an everyday thing. Mm. And then you're like, okay, but what if you tried to convince someone to kiss you? Yeah. You know? So that's sort of how we introduce the topic yeah. of consent. Yeah. And because that's, that's the thing. It's not just receiving a yes mm, that's mm-hmm. not consent yep and I know that people oh I don't want to spoil something right now so I'm really trying hard not to mention this tv show but there's a tv show where they talk about oh it's all fine because everyone consented mm. but they didn't really because like somebody went and they you know they had a couple of conversations and they weren't actually asking for anybody's permission mm. but they were sharing their experience almost to guilt yeah. the other party into feeling sympathetic yeah. and wanting to come on board and that kind of thing. That's mm. still not consent. No. Like you're you're influencing somebody. That's not freely given consent. Yeah, exactly. So the definition of consent in the law is it has to be freely and voluntarily given. So yes. if you're doing any of those things like manipulation, guilt tripping, sweet talk, coercion, then 
consent hasn't been given. Yeah, exactly. I think it's a very um, self-aware process. Like you need to realize what your motives are and what you're trying to do and get out of it to kind of curtail your own bad behavior and Mm. be like, no, you don't, you don't do that to somebody. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. It's so interesting because when Joyce and I first started talking about consent in second year uni, way before consent labs even became a thing, it was a really reflective period or a really reflective moment because I was sort of looking back on the experiences that I'd had. And, you know, there were many times where I had felt a little bit uncomfortable and I just didn't Mm. know how to vocalize it or I didn't know how to vocalize what I wanted or I didn't feel confident enough to. And that's what we're all about. Like we really want to empower people and make sure that they have the confidence to say, I'm allowed to have boundaries and I know how to vocalize them. And if someone challenges me, I can stand up and assert myself. And also if they challenge you, you don't want them there. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's not the kind of person that you want to one around it's just it's so it's acknowledging those red flags yeah and I think you asked the question before around the role of media and social media in how we've you know um come to understand consent and it's again another reflective moment after starting consent labs looking back at the shows and the tvs that I consumed as a teenager there are so many non-consensual moments that it's Gossip scary. Girl. Oh, that's the first one that came to my mind. mind. Is it? I Chuck can't Bass. believe we. I can't believe we let like. Yeah. Huh? And it was just <laughs> so normal. Like, did not even blink an eye. But it's actually so problematic watching it back now. Also, like problematic with this whole bad boy archetype or bad yeah. girl archetype of them just being redeemed yeah. via their relationship with another human being. Yeah. Not actually them confronting their problems and their yeah. bad behavior or yeah. being scolded or reprimanded yeah. for, you know, like for assault. Yeah, exactly. Chuck Bass assaulted exactly. multiple women on that show. I didn't realize that at the time. Yeah. It's only having watched Gossip Girls since mm. educating myself on consent that I was like, oh God, like that's actually illegal behavior and. And horrid that we romanticized him. Romanticized him. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly As it. He's tortured. That's why he like, he mm. has trouble expressing himself. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, it's in like, all mainstream media that we've consumed yeah. and internalised that. And yeah, which is why I like shows, I mean, it's the cliche to be talking about right now, but like sex education. Mm. Mm-hmm. I, lo- I love watching so that refreshing. show. Yeah. Because it's not even exactly like what we're saying. It's not even just about sex. Yeah. Like it's not about intercourse per se. Yeah. It's all things around it like um, how do you feel comfortable asking for what you want? How yeah. do you, um, how do you, feel good about yourself like Eric is like that crucial thing of like I don't need to ask permission to be myself yeah which is kind of the inverse of whatever like it's not hurting anybody and it's just purely within me yeah I don't need to ask for permission from other people another thing that I really like about that show is it shows the awkwardness that is normal when it comes to like you know trying something for the first time or whatever and that is a part of everyday life that yeah. I think a lot of TV shows and movies just ignore. And yeah. so then people feel bad when their first time is awkward and they're like, did I do something wrong? Sex is funny. Like yeah. the idea of yeah. those body parts like coming at each other, like it just doesn't yeah. make sense. And I remember yeah. when I was younger, um, we did like a sex education thing and I remember I when somebody said the word vagina, I laughed, right? Yeah. And the teacher was like, it's not a funny matter. <laughs> and I remember like, oh, my God, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Like, yeah. you're right, you're right. That's so immature of me. Yeah. But actually it is funny because mm. it's mine and I can laugh at my own vagina. Yeah. Like, I, mean, I think it's silly. It's nice when you can laugh with your partner and it's funny and it's lighthearted and yeah. it is awkward and you just move on. 
Like it brings you that little bit closer and then you just move on. You're meant to enjoy it. Yeah, exactly. And enjoyment isn't necessarily this super serious sexy activity all the time. A lot of the times it's just good humour. Yeah, it's goofy, it's funny. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And, And how are you finding that your, like, your work is being received in schools? Very positively. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, it's so nice, like, seeing the feedback that we get from students. Mm. They, I think, recognise how much effort we've put into ensuring that our program is really inclusive and diverse. That's something that's really, really important to us. And um, just to see, you know, students have been asking for inclusive sex education for such a long time and it's just not being delivered by the curriculum. So it's it's really nice to see students um, finally getting what they want. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. And and what are your plans going forward now? Because you like you said, you've just committed to doing this full time. Yeah. I can imagine it's quite frightening. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's um I'm actually loving it to be honest. Oh great. Yeah, yeah. I'm really, really enjoying it. Um we've got such big plans for consent labs going forward. We have started this year delivering outside of New South Wales. So mm-hmm. we've been delivering to other states and territories. Um, but we have also wanted to reach students outside of the city. So next year we're going to be doing a um, regional outreach program, so a bit of a Consent Labs road trip around regional New South Wales, um, which the whole team is really looking forward to. Yeah. So do you guys go, like, in a group? Or is it just one person? Or Yeah, we've yeah. got a whole team of facilitators that actually go out into schools and unis and do our presentations. Um, so there'll probably be, I don't know, a whole band of us going on this road trip, That's which is so really much exciting. Fun. Yeah, yeah, that'd be really exciting. And, and how do you get the regional schools kind of like on board? We're going to launch a bit of a campaign, so All stay right. tuned. Yeah, sure. um, because we want to make sure that we're going to areas where students actually want this consent education. Mm-hmm. Um so, yeah, stay tuned for that. Lovely, lovely. Okay, well, thank you so much. Is there anything else that we should just quickly know about Consent Labs? Where can we find you? What's your handle? Yep, yep. so we're on Instagram. Yep. Um, we do love our Instagram. We're also on TikTok. Okay. Um, we post a lot of really educational but fun resources on Instagram and TikTok, so definitely mm-hmm. check us out there. We've also got a website. You can donate to us there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, Instagram. Well, thank you so much for coming in today and giving us such a um, lovely introduction to what Consent is for you and what Consent Labs is doing. I'm very excited to see how things grow. Thank you. Me too. Me too. Consent is non-negotiable in so many areas of our lives. Chances are you're already engaging in it asking for a bite of somebody's lunch, or if you can sit next to somebody, or if you can borrow your friend's jumper. These are all examples of asking for consent. So how can we apply it then to our first sexual experience? One, communication is key to consent. No matter how in tune you might be with your partner or even a friend, it never hurts to talk openly and make sure you're on the same page. Never assume what they're thinking or assume that they know what you're thinking. Humans aren't mind readers. Two, Ask the questions, even if you feel awkward, weird, or dorky doing it. Like anything, asking for consent takes practice. Remember, you're likely already doing it with your friends and family. Three, check their body language. While body language isn't an indicator of consent, it can tell you a lot. If somebody is pulling away, chances are that they're uncomfortable. If somebody has consented, but their body language is now telling another story, go back to step two and ask again. Four, respect their answer. Once you've asked, listen to what that other person says and respect the boundaries they're putting in place. If they say no, say nothing, 
or say yes but seem uncomfortable, then you don't have their consent. In fact, if it's anything other than an enthusiastic yes, it's a no. Thanks for listening to The Red Tales, the Muddy Body Red podcast. If you enjoyed tuning in to today's episode, related a bit too much to the story, or learned something new, please subscribe to our podcast and leave a review. If you're curious about our underwear and you'd love to give it a try, head to our website and use our exclusive code REDTAILS15 for 15% off. You can even join the Red Squad by signing up on our website to receive exclusive VIP offers. Lastly, to keep up with all things red, make sure to follow us on Instagram at modibody underscore red. Remember, life is messy, but your period doesn't have to be.